Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 Zone Thursday, halfway through the Thursday show, 205. So we're about 20 minutes away from Coach Doug Matthews joining us. Got a lot to get to with this uh, Vols game. Now, Tennessee Tech rolled into town, and they'll get a nice check for the bus ride over. Uh, Vols got to figure out the quarterback situation. Is a quarterback controversy? They got to figure that out. <laughs> hey, man. If they, uh, we've but discussed the, the head coach is a quarterback guru, though, right? He needs to start guruing, though. I, I sometimes a, guru and is the hard thing is picking the right guy. Uh oh. So are you are you <laughs> missing that he might have picked the wrong guy? Well, <laughs> I don't he think I'm the, the guy with a, a rocket launcher. But the launcher doesn't know where the rocket's going. The launcher has missed how many how many plays? I don't know. Have they missed where a guy was running alone and could have scored? I'm gonna just go games. six. Six wide open. Okay. I don't know if that's right. I just I remember from watching the game. I, now he dropped I think one three on high. Each, I'm gonna go three each game. I don't know. Now he's had some drop, and he dropped one on Hyatt in the last game of yeah, the he play did. where he, he got did. hurt. You're right. But still, though, he's missed like a seam route where a dude was running, and there was only orange on the TV screen, like nobody else around. And that's I want to talk to uh, to coach about this because I think people are, we talked to him off the air a little bit yesterday, and uh, be interested to hear his thoughts on uh, who the quarterback should you be. You know what's so crazy? It's going to get worse. If he doesn't play Joe Milton and then they're playing Tennessee Tech and then yeah. Hooker, even even Bailey gets in there and does and looks good, they're going to be like, but it doesn't matter. He was going through executing the offense and he was connecting. They could, Milton could still overthrow a guy wide open against Tennessee Tech. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter. They was open. wide open. No it didn't matter who, def- uh, you know, who it was yeah. against. He, they were wide open. Yeah, it's going to be some people open on. So Saturday. how long do you continually let that happen, and, and how much grace are you giving the guy that you hand pick? Because that to me becomes the question. Because you hand picked this guy, you went and got him, and you already had a couple quarterbacks. Yeah, three. That was yeah. Well, yeah, three. Now there's two. Yeah. So you give him a little more leash than the others. If they, if you do, if they do play, because Hooker to me is, he looked like a better quarterback potentially. He was going through progression reads. He made some mistakes. Yeah, did he fumble? He threw the interception at the end. But he looked like a quarterback. And maybe it'd be me personally. It's just how I like my quarterbacks to look. He still is mobile. I don't, you know, you know, in college you got a mobile quarterback, man. You can do a lot of different things. Yep. Uh, so I think you almost have to. I mean, college football now. The mismatches you can create with a like mobile quarterback. Yeah, so I, you, can't, you, yeah. I can't wait to see what Dougie says about that. Now, the head coach can lean on that Milton is injured. So if he doesn't play, then, you know, and a lot of coaches say, well, you know, you know, he doesn't lose his spot, you know, from, from injury. He was playing solid. He just missed a couple balls. Well, no, he missed more than a couple balls. Right there, uh, Lucas. Lucas, how many did he miss? Luke, I know Lucas, Lucas knows ex- well, extensive film. <laughs> Cedric Tillman should have like four touchdowns on the season, so that, that at least that many. Yeah. Well, how about put it in context? Tillman probably has about sixty yards in receiving yards. He should have like three sixty in receiving <laughs> he yards. Should be leading the league. <laughs> no, I mean he's too bad for his he's draft stock. The guy, he's the guy. Right yeah, his numbers are going to look like what you missing two hundred yards on there, man. Two or three hundred yards. <laughs> All right, I, I teased the Todd Downing. We'll get to that in just a second. Oh, Danny man. in the borough yes. wants to jump in this quarterback discussion real quick. Wow. What's going on, Danny? Thanks for calling the uh, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Hey, what up, guys? So I made this point in the chat during Buck's show, but I think it bears repeating that when I see Milton under center with this team, 
it really seems like the rest of the team has to play down to his talent level. And it's a little bit annoying because to Heupel, I think that he likes the idea of Milton far too much. And I think the idea of him is way better than what we're actually seeing on the field. We left at least 21 points right out there on the grass against Pitt because he's overthrowing guys who are doing their job. And if you're not doing your job for this team, then what the heck are you doing? You're holding them back. I think Hooker gives us a better chance to win. I think that you got to keep Milton's butt on the bench and teach him a lesson, and he's got to earn the job. I don't care if Heupel picked him. He owes me some a little bit more than what I'm seeing on the field, straight up. Yeah, Yeah, I completely agree. And at some point then, if you know, now that the players have seen Hooker play, if that can – man, you could start, you know, dividing the team – Unks been knowing you as a coach because you're you're giving this quarterback too long of a leash. Now, now here's what they can't say. Now, and it costs him a game. Costs him a game. Cost him guess, a guess what? Game. It also could cost him down the road. Let's look at the end. It could cost him going to a bowl game. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know if it will or won't. We don't know how this season's going to end. They could win a game they're not supposed to win. But you know that's kind of where it could lead to. You know whether some people will say they're going to get you know suspended from a bowl game or not. Nobody knows what the NCAA is going to do at this point in time. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's how I saw it. And it's, and, and it's tough because Hypo's in a tough position at this point, and he can hang on to that injury to help him. Mm-hmm. But I know if it was him, he wants the easy route, and hopefully Milton goes out there and just tears up, you know, Tennessee Tech. And to me, all three of the quarterbacks should play in this game if they're if Milton's healthy. But if you're not, both court Bailey should get in this game, and not to say that because he should get a shot is they should be in in a position where he should be able to play. Right. Mm-hmm. It should be forty eight to nothing or whatever. He or, should be able to play, and then to you showcase his talents. Everybody, yes, in in this offense in live bullets, so everybody can see. Well, and we all know he's not as mobile, right? As as that of the other two quarterbacks. But that doesn't mean he can't be elusive and evasive and move within the pocket yep. to buy time. Because we watched him last year. Yep. He was more mobile than I expected. I thought he was going to be like a statue back there. So I'd like to see his his arm and his rocket launch. I think that thing would connect more than we think, than we've seen out of Milton and Hooker, too. So I, I just think they're better. You see, Here's what happens sometimes, and coaches do it all across the country, is they get enamored with the talent but the talent doesn't mean you're the better football player than another player at every position. But they get enamored. Oh, he can run. He has a rocket launching of an arm. Well, if the arm ain't connecting, what I've always said about quarterback, I want the guy that can make, that can make all the throws. I want the accuracy to be more of a value than the deep ball because you're only going to get that so many chances. Well, he's gotten a lot of chances. They've dialed him up. A lot of deep balls. And they're doing the right job calling the plays. They're doing a great job. And he's missing. Yeah, it's been there. They've called plays that have worked. You said his passing percentage is 56%. It's worse than that. It was 56 last time when he got here. So it was 51 or something. 51 and change. He's hitting half of his passes. That's, uh, you can't have that. So it'll, yeah. So when SEC play starts, this decision has to be done with. So because that's when the the the, <laughs> the gauntlet's going to come out the when they lose real. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you start missing SEC <laughs> and they could have won a game in the SEC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh man, 
that that's going to be costly, and he will feel the heat. He yeah. will. Because you got you got Tennessee Tech, then you got Florida. Okay, whatever happens, happens in both of those. You f- you feel like maybe you you know the outcome. What if you start punching Florida in the mouth? They're trying to figure out quarterback stuff. What if you just come out and punch Florida in the mouth? What if you hit one of those things long? What if you get in a rhythm on offense and you don't turn it over three times? You don't make thirteen penalties for a hundred and however many yards. What if you don't do that? Maybe you play with Florida. Well, then you got Missouri. Then you got South Carolina. They know Miss is gonna come in and try to score a hundred on you. Then Alabama, I mean, then Kentucky. Kentucky always, this ain't your mother's Kentucky that's going to come in there. Mm-mm. This is Kentucky like, okay, we'll come in, beach. Then Georgia. Then you end with South Alabama and Vanderbilt. So if you want your six wins, you had a chance to get one of them against Pittsburgh. You sure did. Better quarterback play, and you win that game. Yeah. Uh, man, maybe if you – you never know how – Momentum swings if he connects on one of those deep balls. Nope. The crowd gets uh, erupts. Yep. The, the defense gets fired up, gets a lot more energy. Then all of a sudden, you're in zone. Maybe another turnover. Mm-hmm. They, they ain't had a turnover yet. Defense yeah. hadn't had no turnover. They got to get some more turnovers. <laughs> Two games. So, yeah. Let's, uh, I, like, I like Apple turnover, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tennessee fans like to see any kind of turnovers. Maybe they get that started against Tech this, Tech this weekend. All right. We'll do this. We tease the uh, Todd Downing. We'll play it in the last segment of the show, but you will want to stick around for that. So just stick and stay. Uh, Coach Doug Matthews next. We'll continue this Tennessee discussion with the uh, former Vols assistant coach, Doug Matthews. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5. is all waiting on Doug Matthews. Waiting on Doug Matthews. He's going to check in with us on normal guest on Thursday fresh. in the second. He needs. He's going to be super fresh when he shows up. I can't wait. Mm. Uh, Tennessee's got to figure out quarterback stuff. The other thing is, Blaine, you brought this up, and you just kind of casually mentioned it as a defensive guy. I'm sure it's got you scratching your head. No turnovers through two games. Oh, that's and, tough. And they haven't played, you know, Alabama and Florida. They they play they play Bowling Green and and a good Pittsburgh team, but. Uh, they're going to get the young guy back. Yeah. It shows that, you know, they really got Tyler Barron. Other guys are playing hard, but, like, you don't have that bona fide guy that can just get after the quarterback. You know, every time he drops back, you know, he's feeling the heat. Because that, you know, leads to mistakes uh, in throws or rush throws uh, that can get tip balls. So, usually turnovers come in bunches on defense. So, I haven't had any. So, once they start getting one or two, then they'll start coming, hopefully. It's funny how that happens. They're playing zone a little bit too, so they should. They got eyeballs on the ball. Yeah, so they have a shot. There's nothing scientific about that, but people who play defense a lot and a lot of defense and understand defense, like you always say that you get one, then you then they just then they, they just start flowing. Yeah, well, except if you me and the guy watch this. Except if it's me and you wore a cast three years in a row, you just drop every last one, and get a PBU. <laughs> that still looks good on your record, though. <laughs> on paper, it looks like a PBU. Now anybody watching would say, "Dang, Blaine." Yeah. Drop that. Yeah, right in the bread bag. I was like, oh, man. I had to concentrate a little too hard with this cast some more. Nope, don't say that. Don't say that. You dressed out. You were out there. I, I dropped it. Yeah. I dropped it. Yep, too bad. Nobody cares I had a cast on thumb all the way down. Nobody <laughs> cares. We want results. That's it. It's a result business when you're in the NFL now. I mean, any pro sport. It's a result business. It's about that business. You getting paid the big buckaroos? They want results. So if the 
So the Titans have got one of the hardest things to do that there is in the NFL is go to Seattle and win in that in that crazy place. The Colts host the Rams. Oh, the Colts are zero and one. It's not completely unthinkable. Coach Matthews will get him on just a minute as soon as he checks in. It's not unthinkable that when the Titans play the Colts in Week Three, it's not unthinkable that it could be zero and two versus zero and two. Wow. Yeah. But watch this. And the Texans be two and zero. Who do they play? I have no, no idea. No. Who the, the heck the Texans play? Man, how about that? No, I, I look. I don't, they I look got a tough this, opponent. Yeah, the Texans have got. Uh, um, they don't play like uh, like the Jaguars again, right? Back to back. Somebody's yelling at the phone, at the radio right now, telling us this. No, because I looked. The Texans. Uh, the Rams are at the Colts. Uh, that's a noon game on Sunday, so that one will be in the books by the time the Titans and the Seahawks kick off. So that you know, we'll know that the Texans have to go to Cleveland. Oh, no, 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 no. They better not get there. Uh, they got to go to Cleveland. And uh, the new-look Jaguars under future USC coach Urban Meyer. <laughs> Stop that. They host the Broncos. <laughs> he said there's no way in heck that he's going to be the coach. That, he always tells us the truth, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, see? see? See, he knows not to say that. Now, I, I think this time, though, he's he's, he's all in. He's got at least he – got, he can't be leaving after – what man? He will get lampooned. You know if he left after one year there. You know he's P, he's PO'd at his agent though. Like you knew this was going to happen, and you let me take the Jags job because you make so much money. You can make a lot of money at USC, yeah. and you'd be the king not just of some small town somewhere where most colleges are. You'd be the king of LA. I mean, from a certain standpoint, you out there in Tinseltown, Urban yeah. Meyer. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, I think they're moving USC. on. Now. Yeah, a lot of people Ooh. saying Eric Bieniemy, but it could be a conflict of scheduling. Like you know, if they go all the way to the Super Bowl, it's going to be tough for Eric Bieniemy because he's from that area. That's why they said that'd be the only job that he would take in college football. Uh, a lot of people are always mentioning James Franklin. Uh, I'd be like, if I'm Penn State, okay, well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Instead, they'll be, you know, shaking at their, you know, the boots shaking. Oh, he's going to leave. Um. Uh, I would go uh, – I really like this. He's not a West Coast guy, but I, I really like what he's doing there at Cincinnati. Put him on the map, Luke Fickle. He's doing a heck of a job at Cincinnati. And they're in the top – they were ranked in the top ten. Yeah, preseason. Just imagine the resource you have at USC at that kind of program. Ooh. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know how – I don't know what he's – you know, is he waiting on the Ohio State, you know, the Ohio State job? I don't think – Ryan Day's leaving anytime soon. No, because he's young too. Um, so – and here's the thing for Fickle, Fickle. And, and same for Gus Malzahn. Because remember Gus Malzahn got hired at UCF, and the only thing I said was, and this, the only thing I said, if you remember, you just can't win a national championship there. I mean, you could win all your games and put up a banner, but they're, in the, they're about to be in a, in a power five. Yeah. So everything changes. So if you're Fickle at Cincinnati, you're like, boy. I mean. So he may not leave, right, because he's got, top, he's got he's that. He's in the top ten at Cincinnati. Maddie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. Do a good point, but do they have uh, USC money? <laughs> no, or prestige? No, <laughs> right. or any of that? No. The answer is no. They don't have any of it. It's like new money and old money. USC and college football—that's some old. That's like but he can't force money. Cincinnati now has to give him more money, you know. And he's from the you know some surrounding area, so uh, I think that'd be good. You, we should ask coach what what does he think? Who who do, 
Who does he think would be a good fit for USC? That's right. Coach Doug Matthews joins us. Coach, right off the bat. Yeah, we were discussing this. Uh, I know we're going to talk a lot about Tennessee, but what in the world is USC going to do? Uh, are you going to try to get that head coaching job? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this. They're, uh, they did it earlier than that. They're going to be first in line whenever the season ends. So, uh, got a little time, a lot of time, quite frankly, I think, to look at what direction they want to go in. I'm sure they have a good idea. You know, I talked with someone uh, a couple of days ago, right after this happened, uh, very, very familiar and close with that program and new athletic director, I think without question, wanted to make this change after last season, but I think a couple of key alumni, maybe they rightfully so say, hey, we need to give, uh, we need to give Coach Hel Helton another year, but the way it started, uh, I think at, they kind of got those couple of the uh, uh, board of trust guys on board and uh, they made their change but boy this is quick they didn't get through the month of september <laughs> well but you you nailed it and and you just said it offhanded but you know the business as well or better than anybody they're first in line now so they get their pick of whoever they want and they got a whole if there's somebody they want who doesn't want it they got some time not even try to talk that dude into it they are first in line that was a very good point coach let me tell you how important that is too uh, it's even more important now with uh with this early signing day remember hmm. the national the first national signing period is approximately three weeks after the end of the season that's the regular season so if you happen to make a uh, if they would have been uh, big in the big in the uh, pac-12 championship game that'd even move it back further so my guess is uh this athletic director probably knew this was going to happen at some point i bet you he has his uh i bet you he has his list pretty much put together uh, going to be difficult to hire anybody that has a job and announce it before the end of the season. But I would think uh, in, in pretty pretty short time, they'll have their ducks all in a row if they don't already have them in a row. Yeah, I believe that true. I don't think they returned uh, retained a search firm. So that tells me even more that they know exactly who they want and they're trying to pursue that guy. Now, uh, we pursue Coach Doug Matthews to talk balls with us and all of college football this time every Thursday. He's brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. If you put down some drinks and put down your keys, remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, just like Coach Doug Matthews brought to you. Mm. Well, Coach, naturally, we have to ask you about the quarterback situation and how would you navigate through this? I know uh, Milton has an injury, and this is the guy you wanted. He transferred in, but he's kind of, you know, he's he's just played up and down. You know, he's a, he's a 51%, I think, passer so far this season. Uh, you could say that maybe he cost him the game. He missed on some long balls uh, in the pit game, and it, momentum could have changed the whole entire game. But uh, if you were sitting at the head, how would you handle this uh, this process with the quarterback? Well, it's going to be really interesting for me to watch because let's let's assume that he's not injured where he can't play. If he's injured where he can't play, that solves that problem for you. Yeah. Let's assume he's not. Uh, you have a guy that uh, was your pick that you've seen, uh, you've evaluated all through fall practice, uh, has done some very good things. But uh, one one thing that he hasn't done is been able to come to even come close to completing the deep pass. We saw it really in the first ball game against Bowling Green. We certainly saw it against against Pitt. Uh, I, my guess is I have nothing to form this on, but. Uh, I think they, and, and again, play, playing tech gives them a little leeway here, but everybody knows what comes uh, after this week. Uh, you're going to first road trip down to Gainesville. Mm -hmm. uh, 
my guess is that they had to like the way Hooker looked, I would think. Now, if I think what the what Coach Hypo will do on this, if he believes that either one of those are the guy to te- go into Florida with, I think that's who he's probably going to give the start to. And again, that's assuming that's assuming Milton's healthy. They've been kind of closed mouth about that. You know, Blaine, that's one of the injuries, a breast plate injury. And that's what that was. He got, you know, kind of stuck pretty good there. Oh, that's, that's a, that's something that's kind of hard to uh, really evaluate, Mm. but I would suspect for a quarterback that has to have a, you know, going to use the arm throwing motion more. I I would have to believe that that's probably something that you don't get over that in just a couple of days going in and getting a little whirlpool, a little, little massage Uh, that uh, I think that may be uh, a little bit worse. Uh, not certainly in times of missing many ball games, but maybe a little bit worse than uh, uh, than than probably he should be to play. I I, I guess because of that I'd be a little a little surprised if Milton uh, would play. If he's not a hundred percent, I'm sure they won't play. Right, because then if he goes out there and performs poorly because of the injury, then you you know then you're in a whole nother issue there. Uh, I guess does that lead in? Do you think that Harrison Bailey also? If if Hooker becomes a starter in this game because of injury to Milton, uh, do you think Bailey would then get some reps uh, because of where the score should be? Blaine, I would sure think so. You kind of the way you know Florida is almost always since we've gone to division play the, either the second game or the third game that Tennessee plays, uh, and normally you know you would hope the B, the Bowling Green game would give you a little opportunity to play back up. It did. Uh, they got two players to play because of injury against a good pit team. You know, I would think that he would want to know, uh, again, if Milton is, is injured, I would certainly think he would want to know what his backup, which would be Bailey. They only have three quarterbacks. Bailey in this instance can do. Hopefully, if they play well, um, you know, you never take anything for granted. But Tennessee Tech is, uh, is, is greatly outmanned in this ballgame. Uh, you would suspect they're going to be able to get a good look at him. And I think that if Bailey gets in the game and and Hooker, uh, if they if those are the two guys playing, I think you're going to see him run a full game plan just to see exactly what they can do because mm-hmm. both of those young men uh, may well have to play uh, in, in the swamp next week. Well, sticking with the injury on with Coach uh, Doug Matthews, you know, the running backs uh, are banged up, and, and Wright, the freshman, was out there uh, the entire second half, I think. Uh, so I, I was interested to see, does, uh, is anybody else in the rotation? I mean, a lot of people were asking like, where was Beckwith is, is he just maybe not, uh, up to speed on maybe some of the protections or something like that? Maybe that's why he's not playing, but at least put him in there when you're going to run the football. Sometimes you got checks at the line. So you just never know. Who do you think is going to back up right? If both those running backs, well, Evans may be back, but why would you risk it against <laughs> Tennessee tech? But you just never know. What What do you well, think they're going to do that- running back? Beckwith has not sniffed the field. Yeah, uh, we we saw what he could do last year at the Vanderbilt game. I thought he had a good spring. Uh, there's been, I think, some pretty uh, reliable reports that maybe he wasn't working quite as hard as Coach Heupel wanted him to. But clearly, it's Evans and Small or Small and Evans, and they need both of those. Uh, Wright is the guy you want to bring along. But here's what happened in the in the pit game when they had to go with Wright. He's a freshman. Yep, uh, was not an early enrollee. And Pitt did a great job, which I, I think if any time he's in the ball game in particular, right, I'm talking about now, and probably even the other two, th- those are smaller running backs. Mm-hmm. 
And what Pitt did was they brought a linebacker every time and Wright had some problems figuring out who was coming, getting in position to block him. Uh, you know, you know that you're going to see that uh, against Florida. They will, in passing situations, if any of those three running backs are, are in the ball game, and one of them will be, they're going to make him block somebody, and uh, they're going to have to show they can do it. They're going to continue to bring him, and really, that was uh, that was one of the that was one of the pass protection problems. A lot of it, a lot of it was kind of put on the offensive line, and certainly because of injuries and moving players around, that had a part to do with it. But it was much more so that he had a running back in there in the middle that really didn't know exactly what to do, which is, you know, he hadn't played hardly at all. Uh, and uh, that, I don't, I don't believe they'll want to go into the Florida game with that. If uh, Small's injury is one that uh, he, he very well may be 100% in this, 100% in this ball game. If he is, he'll play. If not, he certainly will be back next week. And hopefully, I don't think we've got a definitive answer on exactly where Evans is right now, but uh, I would suspect that he will probably play in this game also, but he is healthy. Well, with the coach, Doug Matthews. Coach, this, uh, this is a straight-up coach question. You know Tennessee Tech is coming in, and you know you should take care of business. How much do you look ahead to Florida on a week where you have Tennessee Tech leading up to Florida? Well, I think what they've done in this game, I know it's it's what – I did when I was coaching there and what I think every other coach has done. You, 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 you're running plays in practice this week against Florida's offense and Florida's defense, but you're not telling your team that it's Florida's offense and Florida's defense. So you get it on tape, you get a good idea of what they're going to do. And then next week when Monday rolls along round, then you go in, okay, here's, here's what we did last week. Uh, so I, I don't think there's any doubt they'll be doing. There's probably some similarities too. Most all the offenses now are doing roughly the same thing. Uh, you know, everybody's going pretty much shotgun and one tight end. Uh, maybe two. You know, Tennessee last week started two tight ends and two wide receivers. Uh, defensively, you know, there's not a whole lot of different things you can do over there. But I, I think without question, they certainly worked on some plays on offense and probably some some blitzes on defense that they will run against Florida, again, didn't tell their players that that's what they were working on. Players probably think it's in the game plan for this week, but uh, I'm sure they got that on tape and uh, had, had, they have already evaluated and will do so even more. A lot, a lot of programs, uh, and Coach Majors did this, uh, if we would even, even against a big game, we would, uh, we, would, we would take Thursday evening sometimes and even Friday if we were not out recruiting – and start taking a peek at the next week's game. You know, uh, now if we're playing Alabama and Auburn, we didn't do that, but most of the other teams we did to get a little get a little jump on them. All right, before we let you go, I know we're up against the clock here. Uh, how much does Byron Young help this crew? Tremendous amount. This is a defensive front that has played very well against the run, and I think will continue to do that. But they just simply don't have the talent to rush four people and get to the quarterback. Uh, uh, Barron, uh, Tyler Barron is certainly coming along, but everything I saw in fall practice in the scrimmages, uh, Young is a player, Byron Young, and he has speed and quickness. Uh, he is certainly going to be needed, if at all possible, against Florida. But, you know, they just can't get there with four men rushing. They, they give everything they have, but they just don't have that power rusher. Uh, that won't be good if they, they don't get some pressure 
against Florida. And that's why, you know, the only way they've been able to get pressure is bring maybe a, an extra or two extra. And anytime you bring an extra player and rush or two extra players, that means you got one or two fewer players to defend. So it's kind of fish or foul type thing, you know, fish or cut bait type deal that, uh, uh, you know, the tackles, they do not have a rush tackle. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the young guy can come in, uh, Terry, the transfer freshman transfer from Kansas, but their best shot, their best pass rusher, when when you get them all out there, is 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 uh, Byron Young without question, and and uh, Barron again close to two defensive ends, inside tackles really don't have anybody in there that's much of a much of one on one pass rusher. Well, Coach, thanks as always. Great talking to you, Tennessee Highway Safety Office, uh, bringing you uh, to us and to our listeners every Thursday. Also, they can. Get more of your football Saturday and Big Orange Sunday right here on The Zone. Thank you, Coach Matthews. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Talk next coach. week. Yes, sir. Doug Matthews. Always love talking with him. Uh, you talk about stories. That guy's got more stories than anybody. Uh, Todd Downing wasn't telling stories today, but he was talking about what worked and what didn't, and we'll hear from the Titans OC next here on Blaine and Mickey. Lucas Panzica on the wheels of steel, as always, just traveling the decades musically, making sure we keep things hopping between segments here. Lucas does a great job. Artist working man in show business, Lucas Panzica. You can follow him on social media, Twitter at Lucas Panzica for all the latest exploits. He's calling 71 soccer games this week across uh, <laughs> football 27 football different, different leagues. Football, Wait. yes. Well, he's helping out today with the... The deal over at Nissan, right? Uh, Lucas, uh, tell us about what all you're doing there for uh, uh, the Titans and uh, the high school. I'll be Ti- doing, yeah. For the Tiger. Uh, Tigers radio. Tigers yeah. radio. Yeah. Looking forward yeah. to that. That's going to be cool. And there's a donation link at TennesseeTitans.com slash donate to Waverly. That all goes to Humphreys County flood recovery. But, yeah, same Titans or scoreboard host role I have with Titans radio, but we're doing high school ball tonight. So, going to preview a lot of the Friday night matchups tomorrow. Will Bowling and I, the Battle of the Woods for our high school football game of the week. That's going to be really fun. But just looking forward to even being a small part of that tonight. I, lo- I love what they're doing. Yeah, I was wondering why you were dressed up today. Yeah, he's got on a polo shirt. <laughs> yeah, dressed up. I took to heart when you said I came in with a wrinkled shirt about a week ago. And every morning. <laughs> nah, I nah, I was just teasing. Like, hey, man. Uh, hey, man. I remember clothes. those days, man. Trust <laughs> well, me. Hey, when you're a young say, guy, hey, man, it doesn't matter what it looks like. I'm with you, though. I'm with you, though. <laughs> I had to tease you, though, man. You're, you're doing a great job, man. Uh, Lucas calling games. Uh, maybe he could call some offense. I don't know. Todd Downing uh, spoke Ooh. to the media today. And, 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 and again, this dude had a lot of questions to ask. This was the very last thing he got asked again about basically how things started uh, for the team. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Let's yeah, just go with that. You got to keep him crying, but this is what he got into after that. Yeah, you know, I think uh, – I think – Getting through that first rough patch, you know, where uh, you, you couldn't script a worse first quarter than we had, you know. Uh, even on some bread and butter plays, you know, the, the sack fumble to the one-yard line was a bread and butter keeper that we've run dozens of times around here, right? And so uh, getting through that first push of figuring out what's going to work, what personnel grouping you can get in to settle things down, all that, you know, working through that process, um, you know, uh, certainly can be more efficient, so... Yeah, um, 
That, that, that sounded that sounded really good. Bread and butter, but you know that, he did a great <laughs> job. Of, running left. They, they need to just put some yeah. bread, butter, and put some cinnamon on there because <laughs> that bread and butter did not work. It must have been stale or something, or you know, have some mildew or something. Something wasn't right. What he's really saying is, and he did an exceptional job. I got tip the cap to him. The players didn't come ready to play. It didn't matter what I dialed up. It didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I mean, they they were, you know, they they were they were stuffing us. It didn't matter. That's why I was asking Coach Mack. I mean, how how do you call plays when the players are just getting you know pummeled? I mean, there's nothing's working. You know, I mean, you start grabbing. You know, a different. You know, you start getting out of your your mindset of trying to set up plays to hey, well, let's just find something that works. You know, let's get some positive play. Uh, and uh, you know, there there wasn't a lot of that, but uh, we'll see. I'm sure the O line went. Hard all week. <laughs> I guarantee you that because without them, this this if the king doesn't work. Yeah. Then the per action doesn't work. Then the passing game doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, by the way, nobody's talking about AJ Brown and those guys. Uh, Julio, they didn't get a lot. They weren't heavily involved in the game. It's because they couldn't protect. Yeah. So yeah, the players they stunk it up. That's it. Do you think we see more of – I know we got about a minute left. Do you think on Sunday we see more of let's just spread it out and get rid of it quick, quick quick screens, maybe a slant? This team doesn't throw slants. They just don't. Maybe some of that. Or They, they tried that in this game, though, actually. It, it didn't work. It, it didn't work. Or, or do you think we see more like, okay, then we're going to put two tight ends uh, and we're just going to try to go heavy and see if we can – but, I mean, we had Lofa Tatupu on. He's like, hey, man, it's defensive line. And they got the five-two thing that they're doing called stick, and yeah. he's like, "Hey man, that's to stop the run. We're building a fort up here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, at least the Uh-oh. Titans saw it on tape, so they can't say they came <laughs> out there with something they had never seen before. Uh, I think you you try to stick to who you are and set the tone, uh, but you don't you you have uh, counter moves, and that, whether it be two tight end sets, they had some success, even though it was later in the game when they went two tight ends and they kind of mm-hmm. spread them out and then ran the football and threw the football. So maybe they'll do a little bit more of that. Every year is a new year. You just try to find that rhythm and flow that works with the quarterback, and you want to make sure that you're on the same page with Tandy time and to make sure he gets into a flow because he, he was not into a, a rhythm and follow because everything was about the offensive line. Yeah, our rhythm and flow says it's time to go. And Lucas can't say no. <laughs> on with the show. Whoa, man. Whoa. <laughs> Dang. 3HL, I got nothing wrong with that. Where did that come from? I don't know. I got mad skills. Oh, man. Hey, I didn't know that, man. Freestyling. Freestyling. Yeah, watch out. That OG there, freestyling, (laughs) man. You better watch out for Mickey, man. I'll let you take us home then, man, on that. 3HL is next. And as always, what do we say? Peace.